You are listening to the Heath Fluids Podcast. And we're having candid and actionable conversations about your health, relationships, business, and ministry. And now here's your host, the Second Chance Coachman, Michael David Huey. Welcome to another session of the Heathfluence Podcast. I It's really funny when I look down at my watch, my heart rate gets fired up when I do these interviews, right? And, and you know, I think that social media when it's used right, brings kingdom connections. And when recently my wife and I were talking about, you know, changing uh, the positioning of our podcast, and as soon as we get through these next couple seasons of really scaling our podcast, and we've been doing that, and 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 selfishly we want to do it because we want to connect with kingdom-minded people, right? And and I think that that's the heart of God. I think the heart of God. You know, it's been incredibly hot in Florida. I mean, let me tell you something. Yesterday was my wife's day off, and I I have I kind of reeled her in to go golfing with me because uh, I knew I wasn't going to be able to go the rest of the week. And I usually go on Wednesdays, which she's usually not here on Wednesdays. And I kind of reeled her in, and halfway through, she said, "Honey, I'm really glad that you're good at golf because I don't think we could last more than three hours out here in this heat." And 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 it was hot, but realizes the time that we get to spend with those that we love is super valuable. Like I, I believe the greatest medicine is laughter, right? Laughter is huge medicine. Like my wife and I, we laugh, we have belly laughs, right? And, and belly, you know, there was an, a movie many years ago that the late great um, Robin Williams did called patch Adams. Mm-hmm. And, if you've ever, if you've never watched the movie, I would encourage you to go back and watch. And 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 that's what his goal was. His goal was to make people laugh. And when he would do that, he would see people who were who were sick recover, right? And um, I always say God has a sense of humor because He made me. <laughs> and 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 my wife my wife would agree with that. But here's what I do know: that two are better than one. Mm. Oh, and 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 when I read about uh, my guest today, James Zing, I I I I understand now. I was telling him about you know how I'm a study of, of people. Like I study people because um, I believe God studies us every single day. He knows mm-hmm. the number of hairs on our head. I mean, it, it, God knows the plans that He has for us, and that's to prosper us, to give us a hope and a future. Yes. So when I asked my guest today, James, to be on the podcast. Um, he's a business coach. He's a kingdom-minded business coach, 10 plus years in entrepreneurship. Um, his mission is to help entrepreneurs cultivate their inner warrior, their spirit, mind, body, and business, you know, and uh, to positively impact their communities and to impact the kingdom, right? Because when you're impacting the kingdom, and and listen to this, I, I thought this was great in something that he said. He said, he believes that entrepreneurship is the greatest personal growth and impact tool that God has given us, right? When entrepreneurs grow and succeed, the world gets better because we become, I believe this, we become his hands and feet. Uh, his wife, Becky and him, they co-founded and run the Warrior Movement organization that trains online entrepreneurs in their health and wellness industry. He's also the founder of Kingdom Builders, a movement committed to providing faith-based entrepreneurs with biblical wisdom and success principles with the ultimate goal of elevating the kingdom. 
And and I think that that's what we all should be doing. So welcome to the He Flows podcast, James Zing. And, and let me just say this. I told James this, that I he makes things easy for people when they pronounce his name. Mm-hmm. I have a little app on YouTube and listen to how pronounce his name. So that's why I made sure that I've said it right. And so, James, welcome, brother. I'm excited that you're here. And I know we recently just met through social media, but I'm excited to get to know you better, to hear your story. One of the things my wife and I do on Sundays when we go to church, we listen to that week's episode mm. about the people. And and then and then at the end, she always says, let's pray for, and I'll just use this as an example, mm. say, let's pray for James and Becky right now. Because, you know, I, I said this earlier, my, you know, in the book of Proverbs, if you just read Proverbs, you can gain so much wisdom. Solomon gave us just unexpected and unbelievable wisdom, right? He, they say he was the wisest man ever, right? And I read, I read Proverbs three and verse 27. And it Mm -hmm. says, if you have any good thing in your hand, you need to use it to the, to to build the kingdom. And it says, don't tell your brother to come back tomorrow, help him today. And so Jane, Mm -hmm. good to hear about your story, brother. So welcome. Glad to have you. It's an honor to have here. And I know today this this conversation is going to impact and resonate and it's going to go through all the different social media channels because it's not our words today, Michael, that people are going to hear. It's God's words. Hallelujah. I'm praying for. Absolutely. It's an That's honor. awesome. No. And, and you know what's good about social media, too, is that we can connect like when you're in a season, I, I, I think we've done over 125, 130 episodes. I lost track, to be honest. But we, 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 my wife and I started realizing that we needed to go back and make little snippets of some of the things that mm. end our lives out of those, right? And so I have my VA now giving us these. And my wife and I, she's like, these are fantastic. It brings back remembrance. And what does the Bible say? It says, study to show ourselves approved, right? Mm-hmm. And things impact our life. And I was, I was telling James of a, a story that I, and a situation on my podcast I had with Tim's story when I asked him a short question about entrepreneurship and he and, and, and ministry, because he's the pastor of a very large church in California. He's he's coached Oprah, uh, Robert Downey Jr., Lee Iacocca, some really popular names that are really from the world standard kind of worldly people. Right. And so he's he, he said 50 50. And then I encouraged him to say 100 100, because I believe that everything we do under the Lord, we should do with all of our heart, all of our diligence. So, James. Why don't you share? Why don't you let the people know like who you are? Like absolutely from like you know, and then we're gonna dive in. I told James I let the Holy Spirit lead us and guide us, and so that we can just massively be a, an instrument for the kingdom. So tell us about James. I am. I think about Paul right now, how he became such an influential Christian. I'm not comparing myself to Paul at any means. Only comparing that if he knew that he would be the Paul before, because he was a Saul complete opposite that's how i feel right now being in this interview because if you knew me back then i was not i didn't grow up a believer my parents are traditional chinese um and if you know anything about the chinese culture uh a lot of buddhist influence and actually even further there was something called the um uh, culture revolution with chairman mao so they literally disintegrated all cultures so they had like no religion faith was never a topic mm. um i had a a, a, a stint with God straight up because I was trying to get closer to a girl in high school. So I was a pretend Christian, right? Like one of those. Oh yeah. So, yeah. If you told I me know that, some I mean, of those, I know some of those. 
<laughs> so I repent, Lord, you know, so to talk about faith is one thing to talk about business. I grew up trying to be a doctor because I'm Chinese and you're mm. supposed to go to school and get good grades. I went to UC Berkeley. If you told me that I'd be so doing business is the complete opposite of that. If you told me I'd be a speaker, I was the shyest person in the world, Michael. I was so shy. I couldn't even order food at a restaurant. Like it took me three years to learn how to use a facial expression when I wow. get into speaking, right? So everything that I'm doing now, it is truly because of the sovereignty and the empowerment of the Lord, because it is impossible to be where we're at right now and everything. So um, <laughs> it's fun to kind of imagine that. But to sum it up really fast, 19, I entered into entrepreneurship. I got introduced to network marketing got introduced to the personal development space. I love that you could be someone different and that transformed my life. Um, I ended up becoming a full-time profession after I graduated from UC Berkeley. I told my parents, instead of being a doctor, I'm going to go sell vitamins and do this pyramid thing. They didn't like that for a while. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not one of those pyramid things. So they didn't understand, but that's what they, that's what most people see it as, right? Exactly. Pyramid exactly. scheme. But really what they don't know is, is, most of the people working out in the world are involved yeah. in an upside down pyramid scheme. Oh, it's true. And now, especially since social media and post pandemic network marketing as a profession, and when the standards of changes will too, um, it is becoming more popular than ever, more viable than ever, sexier than ever, and more important than ever too. Agreed. You know? So yeah. So got into that. Um, along the way, I recruited someone that became my top money earner and ended up later becoming my wife, now Becky. So literally my second recruit ever in my business. You recruited your wife in more ways than one, right? Yes, yes. That's <laughs> crazy how that ended up working right there. Um, and I learned a lot of skill sets there. I learned a lot of mindset. But along the way, um, what happened was I I hit my goal. And I think a lot of people that get involved in, a, in any side business They'd love to be able to replace their job. So I replaced my job um, and I went full-time into my business. And the strangest thing happened, Michael, which was I hit my goal. And you see this in like a Michael Phelps that retires. Anyone that hits an achievement, right? Is that you have this void in your heart that you think can be filled by success, but it truly isn't. And I fell into, after I quit my job and went full-time in my business, I had this huge void in my heart, Michael. And it was just this feeling. I literally, if you look at those like romantic movies, it felt like I had a heartbreak. I was at home eating a tub of ice cream, wondering what am I doing with my life? Was it and good? This, was it good ice cream? Uh, it did not fill the void, but it did okay, make good. it better. All right. That's what know, was next. So. Cause my life, my wife always says that boy, ice cream tastes good, but it doesn't always feel good afterwards. Exactly. True statement. <laughs> you know, I am a chocoholic, though, so I do that. Okay. All right. Yes. But what happened is I started to search. And I think for anyone listening here, it's a reminder that um, if you're going to spend our entire lives, this is such a small portion of life, but still, we're still here and now. If you're going to aim for something, are we even knowing what we're aiming for? Mm. What I realized in my life was most of my life being a doctor, for example, it was not my own making. It was because my parents or society told me to do that, right? And then I thought that I could make my own purpose. They say that, you know, be what you want and kind of like an existential type of thing. And I'm like, that sounds good, right? The entrepreneurial, go for your dream, that type of thing. And that's right. That's like, it makes sense. 
But what happens when you see these stories? We were talking about Robin Williams, an incredible person, but a sad story. That Very sad. Broke my heart. Broke. It's crazy. You know, and this is this is the god of the Western culture right now. Success and fame and fortune. And success is not a bad thing. Prosperity is not a bad thing. It's actually a God thing. But anything, this is my overarching message to anyone listening right now. Anything I'd submit to you that is apart from God, that is not putting him first, is a lame uh, replacement that will never fulfill the void of fulfillment that we've all been made a part of. It says, apart from the vine, we can do no thing. And that's what I realized. And I started searching for truth with a capital T. My question was, Michael, is there such a thing? Can you make your own truth? Is it because I just say it's true? We live in a day and age now, and you know this better than I do. As long as you're passionate about it and you're convicted, your truth can be a truth and their truth can be a truth. You know, if I say I'm a woman and I say it passionately, that's a truth. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we can go. I, I We could go right there for days because. As you know, in Florida, that's became a big thing oh. with, you know, what Governor DeSantis did when he gave the girl who finished second behind a transgender male at the NCAA championships. He gave the girl a gold medal uh, because she lost to a transgender who was as as uh, a male was like 70th in the country. And then he went and became a female and went from for from 70th to first yeah yeah and, uh yeah i read some really incredible stories the last couple of months about those things it's so. crazy and you know what's funny michael we're literally on the the complete opposite sides of the world i'm i'm in california united states i'm in california yeah, florida here florida yeah. Yeah. and then you see the differences in in how the politics are right we're in here i i grew up in, I, oh I yeah in and we both have disneyland you have disney world and we have Disney whatever yeah right i mean you yeah have, like, yep, yep. Whatever, and you see world. the wokeness yeah. that's going on here in California. I grew up in the, you know, I went to school at UC Berkeley, liberal, central, like you just. The, 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 when you brought that up, it, I, I wrote a note down. When I was my sophomore year, I ran track in college and we went to Berkeley for a track meet. Yeah. Where it was so hot. And I remember back in the day, I mean, you have to remember this is back in the 80s. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, I'm a little older than I, I'm a little older than I look, but you look really good. He's, um, it, it, I remember staying in the hotel in Sinbad, the old comedian in our hotel. And I remember that guys were just smoking weed. I remember we, we could get a piece of pizza the size of my head for like 75 cents. And now that's like $5, right? Mm -hmm. No, I, I, I remember Cal Berkeley, like, like I'm, I, I have flashbacks to that. <laughs> Time. So no, I get it. I get it. It's an interesting space, you know? So truth is so obscure, right? Like truth has to be true. So, you know, if we're going to base our foundation or life on something, like, shouldn't we make sure it's a strong foundation? Like, is there such a thing? And basically that led me to actually looking into different scriptures and I, you know, what's the difference of Islam and what's the difference of Buddhism and what's the difference of blah, blah, blah. And what I found is that the only, the major difference of the Christian faith is that it's the only faith where God himself says that he came to earth. And there's in scripture, right? In John, Jesus himself says, I am the truth, the way, and the life. Amen. If you come to me, then you can go through the Bible. My God, that, that, I guess that makes a lot. Every other religion, every other faith, it's a prophet. It's an enlightened person. 
Um, but this is God himself. So I realized it's either he's the biggest con artist in the world or he's true. And I stuck that step into faith. So business brought me into faith as well, too. So that's why I know entrepreneurship is where ministry is going to happen. I love that. Um, okay, so I told you that the Holy Spirit leads us. And so um, yeah. I, I was looking up some stuff. I, I kind of did a little bit of research on you and Becky, and I was looking yeah. at some of the things Becky was doing. And so and I, I find this in a lot with, with entrepreneurship, James, is that maybe the wife or the husband is not entrepreneurial minded like yeah. just and honey I'm, I'm not talking about you in general when you listen to this because you probably think that I will but you know it's it's something that you 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 either are in or you grow in right yeah. or you're just it's something that you're not in you're you're either interested in being a doctor or like my wife is a very successful nurse mm. And, and so talk about the benefits, because, I mean, even it's it's really biblical, like, you know, two are better than one. You know, when one falls down, you know, there's another one there to pick them up. And 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 we're it's taken us, I'm going to say, probably 10 years to figure this out. So what is it like to work alongside your spouse that you guys are going in a very similar direction your partner together. Talk about that a little bit. Talk about the benefits of that and how that works together in business and in marriage. I think for those where that's a possibility, it's the one of the greatest connection tools that God can use in a marriage specifically. Now, I just think back to Genesis, right? So God made Adam and then he created Eve to be a helpmate. The word helpmate is to be able to help them to do something. And I believe God is predestined all of us to do a good work, right? Now that work doesn't necessarily have to be the same thing, but I do believe that God wants their, a married couple to move in a direction. Now that might be in your situation, like, you know, someone, your wife's a nurse and then you're doing your business stuff. That's not a bad thing. So it's just different calls out there. So fortunately for us, um, that was our call to be able to work together. It is the biggest challenge because as you already know, marriage, Pastor Rick Warren says this, he says that marriage isn't to make you happy, it's to make you holy. It's just chiseled. the truth. Oh my gosh. You were better than one. A man who finds a wife finds a good thing and finds favor with God. Amen to that. Absolutely. Yes. And that holiness comes with some pain. <laughs> it comes with some challenge. It's like there's just something about the spouse where they're able to just cut right to the the truth of things, right? They can say things that you don't want to hear, but you have to hear. So basically when I'm working with my wife, I get to hear that all the time. So it's like, <laughs> it's a good and a bad thing. It's bad. And that's why I just, I just don't know how anyone could do anything without God, because if God's on the center, then ego takes over. And when ego takes over, then what happens is, especially male ego is a real thing. We want to be dominating. There's a difference of dominion and dominating. We're not meant to dominate our wife. We're meant to have dominion over a space and to have co-dominion and partnership with our wife to respect yeah. our wives, to love them, and likewise as well too. So it's been a very interesting challenge, but a blessing in that because it's allowed me to chisel my character without, I call, I call Becky my better three quarters because seriously, without her intuition and her ability to speak truth in me, like I easily get an ego and she just pops it real well. 
I, you know what we call that over here in the Huey household? I call that my second Holy Spirit. Yes. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and when you think about that, James, you think about, you know, it's amazing. Like, um, when we went through our transition after losing everything and my wife went back to work for a little while, um, I, I realized how much I missed her. Like yesterday, goes off and we we were together all day we did business in the morning till about noonish about oneish uh we worked out together we did things that you just like to do with your spouse like it's just yeah. you know, laughing and joking and we did devotions this at the morning together and and then today she's gone like mm. like i'm wanting to call her like where are you hey honey you know and so i i i think it's 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 i think that's a really I think that's a really good thing when you have that connection. So talk about that. Talk about connection a little bit, because I believe that's an important word for people, because in business, especially whether you're coaching, uh, you're doing network marketing or you're whatever your business is. One of my mentors is Dr. Myron Golden, and I believe that he's one of the greatest teachers of the kingdom of God and period, because he teaches um how to build your business from Solomon's principles, right? And um, I just recently launched my YouTube channel from everything that I learned from him. And, it, and it's allowed me even just in like a couple of days to really excel in some momentum and build some deeper connections with people that I may never have been able to do, right? Like, and so a lot of the times, you know, also being in network marketing myself, having a network marketing business, is I struggled with rejection for a long time. Like mm -hmm. I hated it. And then my friend Ray Higdon said, like when he first got started, he went for like 50 no's. And I was like, why would you ever do that? Okay. Because I knew once I got to 51 or 52 or however many it took to find the right person to be able to not only impact their lives, but impact the lives that they could impact. And so talk about connections and relationships and how important they are to, because I, I, I'm pretty sure that you believe this is that we're stewarded relationship, right? Absolutely. God, God entrusted us with Lisa and Becky, right? Like he didn't just, uh, you know, Lisa said something yesterday and we had this crying, tearing moment. Mm. She literally looked at me and asked me for forgiveness for some things that she felt like she failed me in. Wow. And that's real relationships. That's something that when you, and, and you know, and I, I said back to her, you know, hey, you know, if there's any area that I can do better in, then just tell me, just teach me. Let me, you know, it, it, marriage is, anybody that tells you marriage is easy is lying. Okay? Mm -hmm. Mar when God brings two imperfect people together yeah. um, that have their own uh, heartbeat, <laughs> their own hormones, their own, you know, men have testosterone, women have estrogen and estradiol and all these things. And, and it allows us, and then, and then we have the enemy, right? We have the enemy who says the strongest weapon is a couple that are united for the kingdom mm -hmm. or better than one. So talk about that. Talk about relationships and the connection and the power that's behind the things that you're doing and how you see business and, and relationships bother that. It's a fantastic question. Well, in any business, if you want to expand your influence and your impact, make more money, make more sales, 
it all comes down to connection because you can only help somebody that you feel connect people buy from people they like know and trust we know these things now this is this is where it's interesting michael because i have a big fan of thinking I, i believe as kingdom entrepreneurs we should have the most authority and dominion and success in the places that we've been called to. Mm. However, what's interesting is in the world, there's self-help, which I love, personal development, I love. And then there's God's help. There's God's ways. The world, they try to duplicate, they they photocopy what it is that God's laws say that work. They work whether you're in the kingdom or not. But shouldn't they work even better for us as well? So I'll give an example. The world says, um, be authentic, right? Authenticity sells. So you talk about social media, share your transparency, share your frustrations or share your heart. So in, in a relationship, be vulnerable, right? Let down your guard. That's true. But I'd also submit that it's impossible to be authentic If at first we don't have the most important authentic connection in the world, which is us and God, right? Like how, how do you show up? Come on. Particularly you, right? Like how do you be real when we're not even being real with God himself? Because he knows all our our thoughts. He's always there with us. He's like you said, he counts the, the, the hairs in our head. He collects the tears in our jars. So, so many times I, I found that my relationship with my wife became so much better when I first went to him first. And I just started confessing. I'm just like, Lord, I'm a sinner. I've done all these things. Like, man, how, how do you still love me? How is this possible? And that, we you know, when they say love yourself and eat, pray, love this type of stuff, it sounds nice, but it don't work. Have you guys listened? Have you tried to just love yourself and affirm to yourself and I'm so amazing. We know the truth. We're just trying to lie to ourselves, right? But the reality is deep connection comes when you're able to go to the Lord in who you are and you realize how broken we are, just how uh, unworthy we are. And yet God knows all that and still loves us and covers up with, uh, covers us with his blood. And when when we realize that, Michael, the connection with my wife, I'm just like, yeah, this is amazing right here, right? With my business. That's how actually my social media got better because now I'm just being me and I feel connected, right? That's how we're connected because it's like, yes, here's real people 100%. that know themselves, right? Yeah, no, 100%. You know, and it's funny you brought that up. It it brought another thing up and then we'll we'll take yeah. the last topic here. You know, it's funny. You Social media changes the way people think, right? Mm. It, for instance, there everyone's in, wow, I want to look at examples of posts that are successful, right? Like, I'm studying to show myself approved, like in my business, in my ministry, things that I do. And so I look at certain things that have been successful. And there was a a young girl and she was talking about how God had convicted her about the music that she listened to. Mm. No, she didn't realize all the demonic. And I'm going to say this. So if you listen to if you're listening to this, Mm -hmm. convicted, that's not me. I'm just sharing my heart with you. There's no condemnation in what anything that James and I talk about today. It's all about God. It's, it's about yes. the spirit and what he speaks through us and how he changes us. And this girl was like talking about Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I realize that I can't watch her music anymore and how demonic it is. And she talked about the words. And then so many people were just trashing her. And what they realized, and, and you know, even Christians where they're like, oh, you're not supposed to judge. And 
and I talked to James about this, you know, about different things about how people present themselves and like they're supposed to be judged. And I agree with it to an extent, but but it was about her. It wasn't about her judging Taylor Swift. Yeah. It was judging herself and the music that she listened to and what the Holy Spirit taught her. The Holy Spirit taught her that when she listened to that music, she didn't want to listen to it anymore. There's there's one, the most powerful tool that I've learned from my grandmother and I've learned from my wife is the convicting power of the Holy Spirit. It's it's and there there was a, uh, a skit at church this weekend where, you know, the devil was around the corner with a baseball bat and the lady was like, can I go now, Lord? And the Lord was like, wait. And 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 she's like, I'm I'm gonna be late for my appointment. Um, I really need to, to to be at this appointment on time. And then Lord's like, wait. And then you know the devil's still there with the baseball bat, ready to come around the corner. And then the devil walks away. And then the Lord says, okay, you can go now, right? And what you don't realize is is that God was protecting you from something, protecting your spirit, protecting your body. You know, it's 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 like we are entrusted with our temple, right? Like Holy Spirit, the, the Lord Himself, give us this this a spirit, soul, and body, and our mind, our will, and our emotions. But a lot of people were typing stuff about being offended about what she was saying and and stuff. But what the, and then I I just typed one thing. I said, what you don't realize is is this is not about you, not about Taylor Swift. It's about and I mentioned the girl's name. I said this is about her. She's that the Bible says to confess our sins to men to others so that we may be healed. All she's doing is using something for herself that you as the people are turning around and making it about you and about what you want to do, right? What you want to say. And I was like, that's not how this was meant to be. She was saying, oh, and it was funny because it, it, it was in a different voice and it made you laugh. And and then so many people became critical, right? Mm. Oh, uh, I just thought that was great how you used that. And it just brought back all this stuff to me about, about how we have to think, right? We, you know, the Bible says, as a man thinketh, therefore he becomes. Yes. And so, so James, let's face up with this last question. Yeah. About how you see this next season of you and Becky's life. And and I'll preface it a little bit so you get the Holy Spirit can kind of give you some mm-hmm. about it. And I like to do that. I felt like the Lord told me if you're going to do a, a Holy Spirit led podcast, you know, lead into the thing so the Holy Spirit can minister to the person and then they can answer the question. So as you as you think about the future, and I mentioned this when James and I were praying before the, the call, and, and this is my season, and I believe that this just isn't for me. I believe it's for people whose minds are set on the things of God, whose 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 minds are I, I told James, you know, I never thought that I would go back into, you know, an actual outside of the house, non-entrepreneurial business. And I've built successful businesses now and god said here's what i want you to do and i'm like really like uh no and i was like no and he's like he's like the devil's over there telling you beating you with the baseball bat saying yes so haggai 2 and verse 9 says that the latter days of my home and my life will be greater than the former and i believe that for you too so what does that look like maybe somebody is out there and you know they're struggling as an entrepreneur or Maybe their spouse is not on board with them as an entrepreneur and they want to quit. Right. And and they don't know what's the next season. If you're talking to 
people that need encouragement and need some words, what would that next season look like for them? And what does it look like for you and Becky? How does it kind of transition into uh, a time where you see when the word is spoken, the Holy Spirit manifests the word to us through revelation, right? I always say the difference between wisdom and knowledge is, is the action that we take from the revelation that we receive. Yes. Okay. So if you kind of flow with that, you kind of understand that that's deep. It's deep revelation. It's it's an understanding. So share about that and kind of what you see going forward in those areas. The Holy Spirit always works in the most funniest of ways. You mentioned Haggai chapter two, verse nine. Haggai is one of those mi- the minor prophets, or like Haggai, Hag who? You know, it's like um. One of my favorite verses that convicted me so much, and you you said it very well, Michael, conviction versus condemnation. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, but conviction is important. Conviction is making us aware. The Holy Spirit will bring us into remembrance of all truth. Yes. We have to be able to have these things, right? So I'll share with you a story. This last year was really tough for us. Um, as entrepreneurs, we're used to figuring things out. Right. We're used to things like if it were to be, it's up to me. We're worked to hustling hard and 10xing. And especially when you're good at what you do, you're like, you know, things should just work a certain way. Right. We plan things out. We move things forward. This last year was interesting. We're in a season where we're praying for a dream home. And um, it, 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 we finally got onto allocations. I'm in San Diego now. We were in the Bay Area for 15 years. My parents are over here. So like, all right, I think this is the season. Right. So we're taught to set goals and dreams and visualize. And I believe if you. Uh, delight yourself in the Lord, then he will give you the desires of your heart, meaning he'll yeah. give you ideas of what you want. So we get on the allocation and we're like, sweet, this is going to be good. Then the most craziest things happened. We lost tons of money in a crypto gone bad overnight. So I've never seen that much money go away. The company we had partnered with went bankrupt out of seemingly nowhere. And we're like, what the heck? Now our business, is that in shambles? Um, and we were trying to do everything that we knew to do, right? We're skilled now. We can do our business and we can make money. But it felt like one of those seasons. And I wonder, listener, if this is for you. Do you feel like you might be in a season where you're trying your best, you're toiling, and yet for some reason, something's holding you back? And, you know, I'm praying still and I'm I'm being a good Christian. And, you know, it's like, all right, so what's going on? Why is this happening? It seems so unfair. Lots of stress and turmoil in the household my wife and I had all types of fights and one day I was just searching through the scriptures and I went across Haggai chapter one in the context of Haggai is there's uh the the Israelites are supposed to rebuild the temple they're not and it says and it's got pulled up here um basically the Lord's asking the people why haven't you built rebuilt my temple and the people said the time hasn't come even time for the house of the Lord to be rebuilt and here's Haggai 1.9. You said Haggai 2.9. Here's 1.9. You look for much, but behold, it comes a little. Mm. When you bring it home, I blow it away. Why, declares the Lord of hosts, because of my house, which lies desolate, while each of you runs to his own house. My God. Oh, it's like I knew it was in the Bible. I've read through Haggai, but you know how it works. You read it, and it's just like, boom. Like that just stood out to me so much, Michael. And this is what I got from that. I felt like God was saying to me and a message to share to our entrepreneurial friends, especially those of faith. 
is that have we forgotten the God things and only substituted it for the good things? Mm. Every single gift comes from the father above. It's good gifts. It's good blessings. And the business is good and success is good. And these things are good. But the moment that that becomes a priority over God, then that's when things go all haywire. Maybe God's trying to get our attention. So, man, I heard that, Michael. And I was just like, all right, God, let me repent. What do I need to do? And just start asking the Holy Spirit. I needed to repent of the way I used my time. I started honoring the Sabbath again. Right. We took a whole sabbatical, actually, a whole month. Funny, cra crazy story. God, wow, that's stuff. awesome. Yeah, we took a month off. We made the most money in that one month of not working than than actually working. We're like, all right, God, you're kind of going through this. And it led me to even go further as well, too. And I read throughout the Bible that fasting was a big thing. I've never fasted fast every month. I you fast the first three to five days of every month. It's so important, isn't it? Lisa did eight days last two months ago. Well, see, these things, like, they're not common. That's why you have an anointing, right? That's why you are called into this next apostolic ministry that you have. Yep. Because God wants his children, you know, it, it, we're entrusted with a little so we can be given even more as well, too. Yes, but thank you, God. These things are so crucial. So I went through a seven-day fast, transformed my life. It felt like I was in the, the matrix taking the red pill, epiphany after epiphany after breakthrough after financial breakthrough. And through that, I ended up writing a book called The Miraculous Breakthrough, talking about se a seven-day fast, um, and started to hear from the Lord. And basically, this was the message I felt God gave to me in our next season, is that we have a church, I think about the book of Revelation, and there's a church of uh, Laodicea, if that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, the Laodicea, was Laodicea, yep, yep. Perfect. They were being blamed for being lukewarm. Right. Don't be cold. Right out of the mouth. Yep. Exactly. I think that right now we have the greatest opportunity for marketplace ministry ever because uh, Billy Graham prophesied that. Like these are those times that the, the marketplace has a lot of influence. But at the same time, for those that are believers called to the marketplace, if we're looking and doing things just like the world is, but we're not going back to the kingdom and putting God first and extracting his principles and taking back dominion in your spaces to where we need to be at. Then we're letting go of those opportunities. And I believe that right now we have a lot of Christians in this world, myself included, that have been sleeping, that have been calling ourselves Christians, but we've been lukewarm. We need to do things. Oh, man. See, we know this is conviction. You got raise it up. The audio the, the power is convicting me. Yeah. Yeah, Michael raised his hand, you see, and he's somebody that is already moving with the spirit so much. It's important. Conviction's important. Yes. And to put him first again, we've been too complacent. We've been too fattened. I think about the Israelites and I think about how they were freed from slavery and they went through the wilderness for 40 years and complained. How soon do we forget the good things that God's given to each one of us? Yes. I think this is a time where there's both great opportunity but there's also a great uh, work that needs to be done within the church to make sure that we're equipped, which is why Kingdom Builders as a ministry and why your ministry, these types of things are happening. There's a movement that's stirring that I'm so excited about, but we have to be careful in how we steward that as well, too. I love that. I love that. You know, when I, uh, when I, when I developed Heefluence, he meaning God, influence, meaning the influence that we have through God. 
I, when this was made for us, this little shield, it has an arrow in the middle putting up, pointing mm. in the H and the E, and the shield is the shield of faith. And I never really saw it until one day somebody pointed it out to me. I mean, I, I knew it was there, but I just never really fixated on it. And now every time I look at it, I fixate on it. And and I, I pulled up Haggai 2.9 from the Amplified Version. I think it's mm. that it says the latter glory God's meaning God's glory of this house, my house, you that's listening, James and Becky's house, me and Lisa's house will be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. Okay, listen to this. It says, uh, and in this place, I shall give the ultimate peace, the peace that surpasses all understanding. And then it says, and prosperity declares the Lord of hosts. And um, last week, um, my interview that goes live tomorrow, your James's will be next week, is um, uh, a young lady, Dr. Dr. Lenice Reynolds, who is in Ohio. She was a former uh, uh, college basketball coach, full-time ministry. She prophesied it over me, and I sent it to this ministry that's been after you know, been calling me to come and serve and, and be a part of it. And, and you have to raise, I mean, there's just all kinds of stuff that just doesn't make sense to me to be doing. And she prophesied it and spoke the exact thing that I had been asking for. And I sent it to like my, and, and, and they all said, it was almost like she had been in your house or in the meetings that you'd been having. And we, we had a meeting last week and, and the guy I met with, who's the, one of the leaders in, in Fellowship of Christians said, it's almost like she was here in our meeting last week. Because she talked about the change in culture and relational people and the African-American culture and how I'll bridge a gap between the Caucasian and African-American cultures in the, in the areas that are here. Because a lot of times um, in some of the areas where I live, where I moved, you know, where we fear God planted us, the cultures just don't mix very well. Mm. And I believe we don't, we're all made by God, whether we're Asian or African-American or Caucasian or whatever, Indian, whatever we may be, right? We're all made in the image of God, right? We're all made that one day, all of that goes away and we all, you know, we all are in heaven and, and, and that's where we get to see all of the truth and the revelation that comes from what you spoke. So, so tell us real quick how people can connect with you. Talk, tell us about how they can find out more about your book and your ministry and some of the things you and Becky are doing. Absolutely. All my hashtags, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all that is James C. Zhang. That's Z-H-E-N-G. And, and I put a lot of content for the Christian entrepreneur, a lot of stuff, because um, it's important. I believe there's a lack of biblical foundational wisdom. If you YouTube success, you're going to find a million things. If you look up prosperity, a million things. If you look up biblical success or biblical business, almost nothing. So I think we need to fill that void in and bring it back because we all know the greatest personal development book in the world is Proverbs. So go back to the roots of everything. So check I'm that saying. out. Lots of free content. If you like more information on the book as well too, it's uh, just go to miraculousbreakthroughformula.com. So miraculousbreakthroughformula.com. I have seen the most amounts of miracles in my life, Michael, happen with people applying simple principles of prayer, fasting, and Bible study. 
And I'm telling about cancers being gone in a day. I'm talking about addictions being gone. I'm talking about financial miracles, things of God, obviously it's just kingdom. And I call our people kingdom builders, because if you're listening right now and you have a heart for the kingdom, this is the time to take back kingdom principles. It says that the wealth of the wicked is laid Come on righteous. And that is right now in this season, but we have to know the principles and reclaim that. So I hope this can be one little thing to help you along that journey Love it, and everything. I love it. And I love it. And so, you know, it's really funny. I do a Bible study in the morning now, mm. which is, and, and I'll, I'll land, I'll be land with this last, this last bit here with this. Um, God kind of closed a door and opened this big door. And so I've been able to be blessed uh, to be on um, a morning Bible study with a thousand people on Clubhouse. And most of the average rooms are about 75 to 100, 250. Yeah. And this room has an eight between 900 and a thousand people. And I've been blessed to be one of about the 10 to 12 people that are called to speak during this, during this time. And it's, it's a different topic. And today was uh, the topic was on acts. And um, it, 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 the, the, one of the things that I really felt that was super was super beneficial was uh, when talking about Acts, right? Mm. It reminded the apostles about the courage that they had in their relationship with the Holy Spirit, right? And uh, they witnessed the resurrection, right? And they knew nothing could separate them from God. Nothing, right? And, and having the courage because Jesus had overcame sin, death, and the grave, right? And so um, I believe that we're in a season of progression and partnership, okay? We're in a season of progression and partnership. I believe we're in a, ceiling of, uh, in a season of signs, wonders, and miracles. I believe that even in, in the book of Psalms, you talked about Proverbs, my pastor, is in a season where he's speaking on teaching on Proverbs and about the wisdom that comes. He said, look, and I've been doing this for decades, literally three decades. I read five Psalms and one proverb, because if you know, it's 100 mm. and 300. And so it takes you through one month every month. And sometimes you read a little bit more at the end to catch up, but because, you know, it's 28 days and some and, you know, and whatever. But um, I believe we are in a season of shifting and undeniable recompense. Mm. Just receive that. If you're if you're listening to James and I talk about today, I believe that we're in a season of sh of of shifting and undeniable recompense. Okay, and we are moving in the strength and power of the Great I Am. Because, but let me just say this: the church and the kingdom is being shaken, and mm. it even says in Psalms 104:32 um, that He looks at the earth and makes it tremble. Mm. It, it, it shakes us to our very being. And, and, and this is the last thing I'll say. He's telling us to be a witness of his evidence. I believe that James has just shared a lot of the evidence of what God has done in his, in his life, even in his book. If you're going to go and read it, I would encourage you to do that. Because um, we are in a new dimension and demonstration of the healing of God upon the earth. Mm. I believe that that's where that scripture, Haggai 2.9, comes in. Uh, let this day, the day that the Lord has made, let us be his evidence. And I believe that that's the heart of James. That's the heart of Becky and me and Lisa is let us when um, there's an old song that, that says, let, let them see him, them, let them see him in me. So mm. through me, 
the 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 very presence and the anointing and the apostolic calling of God is shown through that. So when people see us and look, you're not going to please people in the midst of that. Mm-hmm. Said one of her favorite uh, pieces from the Passion of Christ was when she under, it helped her understand rejection because rejection is all around us. And then Pontius Pilate went over and dipped his hands in a basin of water and washed his hands and said, I will have no part with that. And 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 you can walk in that assurance of the things that James and I have spoken today. You can walk in that assurance because of the power and the presence. And 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 Myron said this at the conference. Um, he's I just Myron's conference was last week here in Tampa, and it was I go to three to five conferences every year. It was by far the best I'd ever I'd ever been at. Doctor Adel Toro, one of my good friends, spoke. Uh, my friends that are in the kingdom spoke. Uh, Doctor Darius Daniels, a pastor from Atlanta. Mm-hmm spoke who's just if you go to if you go to youtube and listen to him on youtube he just brings it every single time and myron said this if we wanted to abolish slavery if we wanted to abolish poverty if we wanted to abolish sickness and disease he said it's really summed up in seek ye first the kingdom of god Mm. righteousness and all of these other things will be added on to you just wanted to thank you this is super inspiring i took like four pages of notes just to, as the Holy Spirit led us. And so um, we will have all of the, the access in the notes of how you can connect with James, get his book, follow him on social media. And I say this as I end every podcast, the only way people get to do that is if you take action to connect with James and Becky and all that they're doing. It's all about the kingdom. It's not about the, the two of them or me and Lisa. It's all about the one who created us and made us in his image and 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 that's why we do what we do. And so I say this all the time. Love God, love people, live with passion, vision, and purpose. Thanks for listening to the next session. God bless y'all. Have a great rest of your day. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Heatfluence Podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review. And as always, you can follow Michael on all social media platforms at Michael David Huey or www.michaeldavidhuey.com. Until next time, God bless and take care.